In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. It seems sometimes um, that our life sort of uh, imitates the gospel for that week. Uh, My back was out for several days this week. And although it was uh, uh, very miserable, and I was bent over and couldn't get up and all that other good stuff, that those of you who have ever had that happen know kind of what that feels like. Although it was very miserable, I knew that there was some point at which it was going to go away. I knew that there was at some point that uh, it was going to go away and I was going to feel better. But for some folks, recovery seems to be a dream. For some folks, any kind of rest is a dream. Around the world, there are laborers who every day must force themselves to rise up to go back to work another day. The laborer rises up, and he throws on his back uh, a 90-pound sack of concrete, and his back stoops, and he stumbles as he walks, and he groans, and across rough ground he moves more times than he can count. And he knows that tomorrow he must come back and do that same difficult labor. He knows that he must stoop and carry more concrete, more bricks, more whatever it is he has to carry. And every day as he does that kind of labor, the grip, the grip of that bent over posture fixes into his body. I've heard athletes call that kind of thing muscle memory. You remi- your body literally becomes to remember and to fix in that posture. And it fixes until finally the man can't even stand upright anymore, even when he's resting. And oh, how he must long to be able to stand upright. In our gospel today, if we read between the lines, we will see how this very thing looks like the history of our salvation. How our gospel today shows us the history of our salvation. We see, if we will look at it, ourselves stumble and fall under the fatal handicap of sin. And we will see the promise of a Sabbath rest. We will see the giving of the holy law and the rest that was promised in it that could not heal us. But today we will see something beyond that promise, beyond that hope of being able to stand upright. We will see today the lawgiver himself come to us to fulfill that which he spoke. We will see the lawgiver himself come to touch us, to heal us, to raise us up again. For like the woman bent double, the race of men had stumbled long under an unseen load, under a heavy sickness of sin. 
For when Adam was driven from the garden, he was told that he would labor in sorrow all his days. And so it was until this day. Man had labored in sorrow under an unseen load. In the bondage in Egypt, Israel had moaned under heavy taskmasters. And the Lord at last heard them, and he sent Moses to them. Deliverance came to them, but it was a conditional deliverance. It was a deliverance that was conditioned on the promise that they would follow the law. Now, keeping the law is the tough part. As I thought about this, I remembered Father John Braun saying, Don't think of a red-faced monkey. The law is set before us there like the thought of that red-faced monkey. And every time we hear it, we think of the thing that we're told not to do. There's something about us that has that burden that causes us to do that. And deliverance was conditioned on our fulfillment of the law. So keeping the law was the tough part. From the start... Law was a grace. Law was a grace that was meant for salvation, mostly to show us that we couldn't keep it. Yet the Jews, in the time of Jesus, had taken the grace of the law and they had made out of it another burden, another heavy burden. In the hands of the rulers of the synagogues, even the provision of the Sabbath rest had gotten so mixed up that to them an act of mercy on the Sabbath was an illegal act. An act of mercy was the breaking of the law. So, as the blessed St. Athanasius observed, our Lord looked down on the situation that was, was happening and he could not endure to see the race of men left in that place. So our Lord became incarnate. Our Lord who was the very author of that law in the first place. And he came down to speak for us. He came down to touch us. He came down to speak in our behalf in a case where his law and his children were being abused, for that was what was going on. And he came down almost as if uh, he was our lawyer. He came down not just as our healer, but as our lawyer. He came down to, to provoke our adversaries in their own court. And those of us who are kind of provocative kind of people love this kind of thing. He came down and provoked the adversaries in their court. He came down and he stood up in their very own synagogue. And, and if you listen closely, you can almost hear the deacon introduce him. It's almost like uh, you could hear the deacon saying, Wisdom, stand upright. And here upright stood the lawgiver himself. And he stood to teach. And looking out at those he was teaching, he beheld a woman who could not stand upright. He beheld a woman who was bent over double. 
And so he called her forward. And he declared her to be free. And he touched her head and he healed her. Miracle of miracles. Why was this done? I will tell you. It was done to give each of us hope that we might rise from that which bends us over. That we might stand upright ourselves. That we might fulfill that command that the deacon makes. Wisdom, stand upright. Do you believe this for yourself? Do you believe, can you believe, that the Lord can lift you up from that which bends you over? The crooked can be made straight again. The woman stands upright and she glorifies the holy wisdom of God who is standing before her. How can we not sing glory in that moment? We hear these miracles and for me, I sometimes can't wrap myself around them until I put myself in the middle of them. How could we not sing glory if among us here a miracle happened? But the synagogue rulers were not so, didn't have the sight to see that. Several of the fathers compare them to the taskmasters in Egypt. The taskmasters who oppress the children of Israel. They oppose this deliverance of this woman. And there are those who would find a reason to oppose our deliverance. But the Lord, again, is like our advocate in this moment. He stands up and squares off and he meets them. He shows their hypocrisy and he declares that to release from bondage is to fulfill the Sabbath. The law of Moses was never intended to keep us from doing good. There is no law against mercy. There is no prohibition on the doing of mercy. There's no prohibition to the, to the saving of a life or the doing of good on the Sabbath. And besides that, for the last 18 years, no one had moved a finger to raise up this, this daughter of Abraham. No one had moved to, to raise her up. St. Cyril of Alexandria actually says that the synagogue rulers themselves broke the law when they forbade the giving of rest. For that was what the Lord was doing. He was giving her rest. He was giving her that Sabbath rest. But whatever the legalist thought about her healing, now she stands up right there in the middle. She stands up and all of the faithful people rejoice. They rejoice not just to see her healing, but they rejoice because they see in it the possibility of their own healing. And in this, as in every healing, there is the possibility that we too might be healed of that which afflicts us. In that moment, the very Sabbath itself was lifted up and healed. For the Sabbath had been in bondage until that moment. The Sabbath was lifted up and healed. 
by the one who had given it in the first place. Do we know the Sabbath to be healed for us? St. John Chrysostom commented about this passage, For indeed the Sabbath did at first confer many benefits. For instance, it made the Jews gentle toward those of their own households at least, and humane. It taught them God's providence and the creation. It trained them by degrees to abstain from wickedness and disposed them to regard the things of the Spirit. Did Christ repeal a thing so profitable? Far from it. He greatly enhanced it. For it was time for them to be trained in all things by higher rules. What are those higher rules? What is the rule of the Sabbath for us now? How does it fit in? Does it fit in at all? The Synexarion that we read every year at Great and Holy Pascha teaches us that the disciples of the Lord transferred to Sunday the dignity of the Sabbath. And they prescribed that it be a holy day and a day of rest. What then is the higher rule of this day for us? Sunday, above all things, ought to be a day that we have taken out and lifted up from ordinary time. Not just for an hour on Sunday morning, but Sunday ought to be a day that's lifted out from ordinary time. Somehow by grace, it ought to be a day that we lift out of ordinary time and out of earthly care and all the things that bend us over and it ought to be lifted up into the ages of ages. Blessed is the kingdom of God. This day ought to be a token of what all our life ought to be. This day, insofar as we can, we ought to dedicate this day to what we love. And that is why we have gathered in this house here. We have gathered here with the ones that we love and we have gathered here in the beauty of a house that we love. And on this day, we are healed of everything that bent us down during the rest of the week, of everything that bent us over and caused us to stumble during the rest of the week. We have the opportunity to be healed of it on this day. And on this day, we are healed and made upright because the Lord of the weak, the Lord of all things, is here with us. And he offers us food and drink that we have waited long for. We ought to give thanksgiving for it. We share what we love with the, the ones that we love. This is the Sabbath joy of all saints. The work of the lifting up of our hands is a work that is not prohibited by the law. The work of the giving of mercy is not prohibited by the law. It is the purest fulfillment of the Sabbath. The work that we do here is the purest fulfillment of all that we have been given to do in this life. And the joy that we carry from out of here may be seen as a burden, but it's a very light burden. It's a burden of light. And in the likeness of Christ himself, 
It may be said that we carry the burdens of one another and so fulfill the law. May we not be a people who put loads on one another. May we be a people who lift loads off of our brothers and sisters. Not just our brothers and sisters in this house, but our brothers and sisters out in the world. May we be a people who lift loads off as an act of mercy that fulfills the Sabbath. May that be the way that we walk with light step and so fulfill all that the Lord has given us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.